Welcome to the Pandora Podcast, where fellowship-trained pain specialists Dr. Melissa Cady and Dr. Kevin Cucaro reveal the secrets of pain care, including harmful practices, healthy tips, and the hope found through the science of pain. Please note, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not constitute a physician-patient relationship. Please discuss your medical issues with your personal health professional. For more information and free resources, visit Pandora.com. Now on to the show. Hey, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Pandora Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Dr. Kevin. He who does not have the fancy <laughs> name after him. Uh, and my co-host is Dr. Melissa Cady, a.k.a. The Challenge Doctor, who does have the fancy name after her title. Uh, <laughs> here for another episode. Oh, Dr. Cady, what is up today? Well, we, you know, there's so many things we can talk about. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still hovering here and uh, at the house and not, not doing any cases, you know, until these elective things roll up. But, um, you know, there's just topics that I think people throw out there that I hear on TV and um, social media. And one of them is arthritis. People like throw that around left and right as if it always means that, you are in pain, which maybe we could address. Does arthritis mean you have pain? Well, do we want to do the short answer or the long answer, right? So we get because the short answer is no. <laughs> yeah, see you next week, you know? Yeah. But people are probably wondering why. Um, you know, I could just uh, take a swing at it. Um, you know, when it is that, is that you want me to go first? You, however you want to go. Okay, you can, you can elaborate on what I say. How about that? <laughs> Um, so in general, um, you know, people, how do they come to know that they have arthritis? Well, there could be a clinical assessment. They could, you know, based on your symptoms and how things present. But most of the time what happens is someone goes in and says, I have pain here and your physician orders an x-ray and they show abnormalities, um, things that don't look typical or smooth, um, say like a knee joint, um, they might notice that the, the space is a lot more narrow, um, or they say it's bone on bone. Um, so you've got to have, you know, pain, but we know that's not true. So um, you want to elaborate on, on what we should assume when we see these things? Yeah, well, like, like any sort of pain related topic, there's so much unpacking that you need to do because most of the language that we have, like if you look at like communication in general, there's a kind of a, a supposition that we have a common language and vocabulary before we start having a communication. And if you have that common language, now you have an ability to have a message. So, so the speaker and the audience or the person to person communication, we're, we can effectively bridge that. And when it comes to pain, um, our vocabulary is off, right? And, and the reason I'm kind of pulling this all into, to, I'm not trying to complicate it, but try to make the discussion a little, make a little bit more sense is you can't really talk about arthritis and pain without distinguishing what is arthritis and what is pain. And in, in that conversation, most people will talk about arthritis, but the pain part gets glossed over and people assume that it's just pain and we know it, right? Because we've all experienced it. So because we've experienced, we absolutely understand what pain is. Um, and the, that becomes complicated because then when you move into arthritis, we start talking about structures. And so arthritis themselves, there's different types of arthritis. Arth, arth, 
arthritis, it's, it's sort of a misnomer in some ways. The itis means inflammation. The arth uh, is referring to joint. So we have, it means joint inflammation. But even in that doesn't, you know, arthritis, there's some arthritis that doesn't have inf inflammation where there's swelling and things like that. So if we go from the arthritis standpoint, there's osteoarthritis, which is really simply change in a bony joint, generally secondary to age in utility, right? So like a hinge on a door or a car being used, it's not brand new once it comes out of the factory. Does that mean it's broken or damaged? No, it means it's been used. Um, but there are other types of arthritis, which are where the body starts attacking a joint, like rheumatoid arthritis, where now you have these, these you know, your own, your own immune system is recognizing something different. It says this is, should be part of the body, but it's not, and then it starts attacking. It's like having a bunch of soldier, soldiers uh, that are not good soldiers in your town because they're bored, and now they're like breaking up the bars and harassing the citizens. So, so both of those are called arthritis, but they're, they're very different in their clinical presentations. And the ones we were sort of leading into is, does arthritis lead to pain? Most people are talking about osteoarthritis, which again is that age-related change associated with the joint. It means you're not a baby anymore. Hmm. And this idea that because you have wrinkles or you are, you know, again, you're not a baby. Maybe you have less hair or, or something gray like hair. That, or gray hair <laughs> that that causes the pain. And what you are leading into is this idea that people will say they have knee pain or they, I should say they have pain that they're experiencing and they perceive it in their knee and they go into the doctor's office and you do an x-ray and then they say, ah, your knee doesn't look like a 20 year olds anymore. Your pain pus is oozing out of that joint, right? And so we get the skew because if you're only, generally you're only looking at knees with an x-ray if someone comes in complaining about pain. So now you don't know what the normals are. And uh, when they do the studies that look at the knees of the people who don't have pain, lo and behold, what they discover is there's a whole bunch of people around who don't have knees that are 20-year-olds and they don't have any knee pain. So that then leads us into to, to say, well, how can, how can that be? You know, how could it, how could it be? And so that then that pulls us over again to the thing that we like to talk about, which is pain. You know, what is pain then? And um, man, we went all over the place with that, but, or I went all yeah. over the place, but, but really it's, it's coming down to is you can almost break down all of these discussions when it comes to pain conditions or specific subsets of labeled pain, all of those are going to come back to that foundational concept of being able to understand pain and what it means to hurt and why we hurt. Right. And until you have a firm foundation there, all that other stuff is never going to make sense uh, predictably and consistently. So right. that, that was a long way to, to kind of talk about arthritis and not yeah. talk about arthritis in the same way. No, I think it's... Um... What I find interesting is those that have been given that osteoarthritis diagnosis based on changes on the x-ray, if you really stop to think that you personally may have had days with no pain and then other days with pain, that makes you realize that, first of all, that x-ray didn't suddenly revert back to your one-year-old self. It, it literally is the same or worse looking, I wouldn't call it worse because that makes it seem like it's a bad knee, which a lot of people say 
that word, which it's a knee that's gone through changes, um, that it's, it's fluctuating in pain. So the, the point is that there's a sensory component. There are sensations, information from the knee that can be processed with additional information within the central nervous system, such as your thoughts and um, your emotions, if you just got an argument. Um, and what I find interesting, and this might be something to kind of finish on, is just these, um, this idea of no, nociception is this other word we use for information that's changing and sens the sensations that are added to this experience of pain. Um, I think that it, I find it kind of fascinating that sometimes the sensations that are at the site that might be a big contributor to this experience of pain may be a result of the, the type of lifestyle or type of activities or lack of activity that can be creating this information or alarm at that, you know, the whole alarm system is going off, maybe because there is increased sensations. But like me sitting down right now, if I kept sit sitting here for seven hours without moving and shifting, I would have a huge alarm going on, most likely because of sensations and the lack of blood flow <laughs> and all these things. So just because I'm sensing that my rear end is hurting doesn't mean I need to do something to the rear end. I may need to change the activity that I'm doing and how I'm doing it. So for me, sitting for long periods of time, my body doesn't like it, my back included. Um, so for me, the way I address that is I don't inject it. <laughs> I'm going to get up and move and maybe change my pattern every 30 minutes to an hour. And I don't have that pain happen, even though the sensations might be originating for the most part from there. And feel free to chime in and let me know what you think for the audience on how that should be interpreted. Well, and, and that's a, Man, there, there's always so many good places we can go with all this stuff because I mean, knee pain the same way too, like how you approach this. Well, and, 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 but, but it comes down to some, that becomes one of the kind of the misconceptions when it, when we're talking about pain and I've had this in a number of different groups and programs that I've run that, um, or people misinterpret the sensation as the same thing as pain. Mm-hmm. And and they'll say like it, this this sensation is painful, but the sensation in itself, whatever the sensation is, is not the same thing as pain. I don't I don't care. Whoever is, if there's anybody out there that said pain is a sensation, pain is not a sensation. A sensation in and of itself is a is a group of inputs that provides really a detection mechanism. And so what I, so you can have if I say burning, I feel burning. If you can't immediately link that to pain, then it isn't pain. And what I mean by that is you can have a burning sensation, but that could be a pleasurable sensation based on the other variables that are there. Mm -hmm. Like if you like hot sauce and there's a burning <laughs> sensation in your mouth, that becomes, ooh, burning sensation in the mouth. I like the hot sauce. This is a pleasurable thing. I love feeling warmth. I like to have the sweat dripping down my face. So now we have sensation, plus we have attention. We have an appraisal element that tells us that this is actually a good thing. And then we have the meaning, which is, oh, this is hot sauce and I like this, right? But it, someone else- And I don't. <laughs> well, that's, see, well, there we do. So now we have the, the sensation, 
which is not pain, burning, but it's you and you accidentally bit something and now your mouth is burning and now your attention is brought to that burning sensation. So you're now investing more attention to it. Now you have your appraisal, which is like, well, this is threatening because I really don't like it because the meaning you have is this is a hot, spicy thing. And I don't know, you have bad memories associated with hot, spicy things and the sweat's coming down and it's like, oh my God, this needs to stop. So now we have the same sensation, two different people, different aspects of what we would call the cognitive element and different aspects of that emotion, that, that a meaning that we're ascribing to it. We have completely different experiences that are generated from that one sensation. And so that it, it just, it, so people are thinking like you're moving through a program or whatever and people will say, well, I want my pain to go away. And oftentimes what they're saying is I want my sensation and my experience that I'm building off of it to go away. Well, some sensations are going to be there and you don't ever want to get rid of sensations because they're telling you important information coming from your body. Right. So like what you were saying is you are sitting for long periods of time and you don't like it. It's something that your body needs to be protected from for multiple different reasons. And so you may have those sensations coming up saying, oh, my back is doing this or I'm getting tight or whatever. I need to get up and stand up. That sensation in and of itself may not be quote unquote painful because you understand it you understand the meaning associated with it. You have a reframe where it's not this threat to you saying I'm broken and damaged. It's challenging you to say, maybe I need to stand up and stress, right? So you have the same sensation, but you have a different context and you have a different meaning associated with it. In the, in the same way then, the more you understand pain, and this goes back to the kind of arthritis things, the more you can kind of take away that sensation element by itself and simply have a sensation and reconstruct the experience. So for, for myself, as we get older, like I, 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 around the age of 35 was when I really started noticing that if I had been exercised consistently, that if I did start exercising, there was a really new change in my body, meaning red flags were going bing, 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 bing. Hey, you haven't moved us for this long, a long time. Are you sure you want to do this? You know, you better pay attention to your back and your knee and your hips and everything else. Um, and we would typically call that sore. And then sometimes if you're over aggressive and the older you get, the more of those sensory inferences going on, they're telling you, you've changed your, your lazy state. Is this sort of, you know, something that you want to do? And you can be tremendously sore, but the more you understand pain, you may have be tremendously sore throughout your body, but you may not have any sort of pain, meaning you step out of your bed and you feel it and you're like, Ooh, man, I work those muscle groups hardcore. But the switch becomes, hey, I, you know what? Maybe I need to not work quite as hard as I did yesterday. Why else? Oh, maybe, maybe I had too long of a space or maybe I didn't have enough space between my exercise. Yeah, but, but ultimately, because you kind of know, know how there, there's inputs in there, you're, you can be, again, you have all sorts of stuff coming from your body saying, pay attention, pay attention. But if there's no meaning associated with it or the meaning itself is, hey, I'm actually getting stronger because I'm exercising, you, you can't. I would never call that pain speaking, at least for me. And I've done that many, 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 many times <laughs> since the age of 35 now. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's, you know, that, that it becomes very important of pulling apart the idea that sensation per se is pain. Sensation is just a sensation. It's the yeah. other stuff that we add to it to construct pain. Well, it's interesting. So um, I, I said that was the last one, but let me just mention like a personal experience and you, uh, break it down if there's, if you think that it should be, um, 
explain it in a different way. But for me, I have, um, you know, based on my MRI findings from years ago, which is probably even worse, you know, worse or more changes now. Or not. Um, or not, or, or the not. same. Um, but I have severe degenerative disc disease um, in multiple levels and um, nerve roots are touched and, you know, all this stuff that makes most people get all worried. Um, I go based on how I feel. Um, and my interpretation, um, if I'm sitting for long periods of time or if I do things a little too fast and hard, the way I see it at 46 is that I'm a little bit less resilient than I was in my 20s and that I typically need to ease into activities just slightly slower than I used to. The sensations um, more rapidly increase now than they used to or when they never did in the past. Um, and so I find that um, especially the little joints, the zygopophyseal joints or the little joints in the back, the facet joints, um, based on my imaging are, you know, have had a lot of changes. I did gymnastics, I did, you know, whatever the, the stressors of gravity and impacts, you know, made changes to support me with my strong spine. I see it that way. However, the sensory input, if I go, if I extend myself really fast, really hard, um, it, it is uh, uncomfortable. Um, you could call it pain, but I know that I have to ease into that position a little bit slower so that it doesn't get, um, I don't have too much sensory input where I can't handle it. Um, so I just, I just know the pace at which I need to go to get there. It's not that I can't get there just because I learned from going there too fast in extension. I'm not just going to avoid it. It's just, I want to allow my body to be okay with it. Um, and so I always just say that, you know, if my back's bothering my my back's mad at me, which is probably not the right word to use, but I know that the inputs are a little bit too much and I got to figure out what is it I'm doing, whether I'm in an argument <laughs> or I got a heated discussion or I'm going into something too fast and I got to be mindful to keep the sensations from being too much for me to bear to create a painful experience. So to minimize and avoid pain, I still do the things I want to do. I just do it differently. Yeah, and I think I would just I would just reframe that a little bit instead of saying my yeah. back anatomy. I say, was my, what is my back trying to protect me from? Right, you already hit on it, right? So is yeah. it trying to protect me because I'm moving aggressively and it, it knows we don't do it? Because just like like anything, you're not if you have it, like if you're ever lifting weights, you're not going to lift 250 pounds from the from first deadlift time. on the first time. <laughs> I mean, could you do it? It's probably not the best thing to do, right? And so in that situation, when you're overextending, now that sensory input of which now we're paying attention to, of which we have threat meaning associated with it that pain is protecting you from something from your back though what you said is could it be movement could it be sitting too long could it be a, a, a social or environmental stress that is also being a is that what it's trying to to protect us from and i think that is the one that people you know again so that 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 just reframe of understanding that we've talked about pain as protecting you from something and then being able to recognize that outside of the sensation, there's all these other inputs that are coming on. So there are many different places that could be trying to protect you. And the longer it's been there, I mean, the, one of the best, the easiest ways for, for we'll, we'll just call your, let's pretend the brain isn't incorporated, right? There's somehow these, everything is like pulled apart, like Cartesian model or whatever. And you're doing your stuff, but your subconscious is trying, is like got the little alarm going, looking, 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 looking for threats. And you're not dealing with threats that it's seeing. 
probably one of the easiest ways for it to get you is to, hey, you know what? When we flared this area in her back, she stopped and started really paying attention. So her husband's being a total jerk and she doesn't seem to be recognizing that. So <laughs> let's, let's hit the hardcore alarm because she needs, some, she needs to address that right now. And boom, we're going to flare up her back. And now you have a social or relationship stressor that's the threat. But it has an old kind of, it has an alarm it knows works, right? Because when it's done it for other things in the past, you've stopped and you've yeah. reassessed and you've taken some time to actually start maybe pulling back and looking at what you need to do when there's a threat. And I think it's not a physical threat, um, but it's just, it, it's just interesting because people kind of put this in the back of their mind. Well, why is it that my back flares them at work? But when I'm sitting, you know, I'm sitting in my office and my back hurts so bad, but then I can sit on a boat and fish for 12 hours on a weekend and I'm fine. <laughs> well, it's not the sitting. Yeah. It's the issue. It's something else. But anyway. Yeah, no, I think, I think context is um, important. And, uh, you know, I thought it was good to show an example, although my husband is not an, a, a jerk. <laughs> Your husband is not a jerk. He's a wonderful man. <laughs> we, we, do, we do speak our, our mind and, you know, that, that, that's a positive, um, you know, thing. So, um, but no, there, there is definitely some history to my, my me getting, um, my body gets my attention. Um, and I think there's a hard, people have a hard time believing that the subconscious is such an important aspect to all of this. And that might be something that we can talk about in the future. But um, unless you have anything else to say, I'd say that um, this was a, a quick topic because it comes up quite frequently. And um, hopefully people found some value and in, in the idea that this is a commonly misunderstood topic about, you know, does arthritis mean pain? And no, um, it doesn't mean you have pain. Um, but there are changes that are found um, typically on imaging. But um, it's a very common diagnosis um, and uh, to give you hope that pain can change and there are a lot of inputs that we talk about in, in multiple other episodes. If there's something else you'd like to hear about in the future for the Pain Door podcast, please let us know um, in the comments. And uh, I am Melissa Katie, the Challenge Doctor with Dr. Kevin, also known as Dr. Kevin Kakaro, And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. Stay well, folks. Thank you for joining us today on the Pain Dora podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know through a five-star rating on iTunes or your current podcast listening service. And be sure to check out the information and resources available at Pandora.com.